Starting in five, four, three, two. Yo. It's been like six months. <laughs> <laughs> but we back, though. Um, so yep. the most inconsistent, consistent bunch that you've ever known is back with a brand new episode of Man Crush Mondays. Mm-hmm. You dig? So if you are familiar with the podcast, the man speaking is African Ass Joe. And my partners are Harlem Rome, regular ass Pete, the thought magnet. <laughs> and we have bought in one of the home team. Not a mercy. The 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 original Jamaican Don Dada. Yeah, I'm a day Nigga said Udats. State your name, sir. Yes, uh, BX Carl. Yeah. 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 He lives in my Vernon, though. Modern home. Oh, Carl. here we go. Here we go. <laughs> My youth. My right youth. No, it's Dykeman Call. Dykeman Call. So let me just paint a picture for y'all real quick, right? We're sitting in um, a lush living room overlooking the park in Dykeman, um, watching a 70-inch screen while, sitting, my feet, uh, while I'm rubbing my feet back and forth on our pocket. Right. I'm, I'm, sitting, I'm sitting under a palm tree, my niggas. It's you got a custom-made painting here. with Bob Marley's dreads. <laughs> As the frame. I'm sitting, I look to the left of me and there are over 50 framed photos signed by everybody your mom wanted to give the box to at one Boom. point. What? Well, <laughs> come on. Mama, no. <laughs> no, mama. All right, now, so let's get back into it now that we're done with the, with the pitter-patter and the bullshit. Um, mm-hmm. Today, we'll, we will be tackling some very pressing matters. Um, we'll start with Childish Gambino or Donald Glover's This Is America. Um, three K's instead of a C though. So who wants to who wants to start it off here? I guess we'll go with you because you really watched the video like legit thirty times and in the group chat pointing out um, everything that we all went back and referenced. So um, you could be the lead man on this, Joseph. This is America. They'll catch you slipping out. Shit is crazy. Um, I know we're a couple weeks late. Um, it's just really hard to get everybody in the same room. But thanks, Rome. Childish. Oh boy, here we go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Glover definitely did his thing with this music video. Um, there, there are all types of like messages in the song itself, and then also in the video. And I think it's lost on a lot of us um, the overall message, right? Everyone listened to this song 20, 30 times. It charted number one, and it's been number one on and off, on and off number one on the charts for weeks. But yet, and still, it seems like as a people we haven't really taken to and actually realized what the real message of it all was, right? Um, we're, t- we're allowing people to steal our culture while we're killing one another and then looking up to people that don't give a fuck about us to provide assistance. And it's it's really, really disappointing as a people. I, I think on surface value, I mean, when you get to the root of it, yes, absolutely, what you're saying is completely incorrect. But the root of it all for me was all of this stuff is happening in the background and he was just dancing. And the dance part of it was really the obstructionist on what people are into. Because regardless of what's happening out here, you know, we still are going to play that music and we still going to dance and have a good time. And that's not to say that, you know, that's not part of, you know, the black culture, we know how to party. We know how to party. We know how to, like, you know, escapism because we've always been, like, an oppressed people. 
But Whoa. What happened? But oh. <laughs> we um sometimes the, the the dancing and the partying it blinds us. Yeah. You know, and it's not to say that he was attacking us and saying that we're completely negligent. But if you look at everybody, and, and this is stuff that I look at every day, I'm watching, I'm binge watching a show on Showtime called Billions, and this has nothing to do with the topic, but it has everything to do with um, privilege. And when I'm on the Metro North, the conversations I hear people talk about money. Like I walked past a guy yesterday, he's wearing a Rolex watch, and he's like, "Yeah, did we close on the house?" And I looked at his computer; it's a three million dollar house, and of course, he's a middle-aged white male. We, I've never seen anybody black having those kind of like random discussions, you know, and the train that I take home, I, you know, I live in Mount Vernon, New York, where um, it's a v- predominantly black neighborhood that's on the verge. But a lot of the people that take the train with me live in Greenwich, which is another 10 stops up. But the median salary in that town is probably 350000 and it's not represented by anybody black. So when you take into account Yes, we know how to celebrate, and he's not coming down on it. It's, look, I'm dancing in front of the camera, and I know that everybody's initial reaction is, am I gay because some of the moves that I'm doing is sweet, but you're not paying attention to what's going on in the background. And that's the message. Yeah. Like I mean, it's, it's just the same like um, how um, <laughs> when Kanye was on, con- on um, TMZ, and he said the whole thing like slavery was a choice. And then, like, Twitter went crazy and, like, made that shit into a whole hashtag. It's like we laugh at our, <laughs> we laugh at our, our, our fucking pain. Right. And that shit happens all the time. And that's, that's really what it's about. It's like shit is happening, and then we basically we make a joke out of just to prevent us from fucking crying. This is the crazy part. Yeah. But it was, I love that. I love that damn video. Like, I watched it about 15 times. Like, and it's like. It's like amazing, and then the song is a legit is a legit fire song. Like even on Spotify, I listen to it all the time. It's like it's a dope ass song. I mean, we're we're grateful to have an artist like Childish at this point because everybody else is kind of caught up in the just the hype. Everything is is either like you know called mumble rap. It's you know the the trap music. Everybody's caught up in that and and. You, the reason it broke through the way it did is because nobody's saying anything. Nobody's using the art forms that we're, we're known for using uh, years ago as, as a means to be like, hey, let me, sh- let me show you something more than just getting away for you to move in a club or what have you. So the fact that he was able to execute it so well and the, way, the fact that it hit the way that it did is, is, is a benefit that we have. Um, you know, the same thing with the, even mentioning the Kanye thing with the, the TMZ thing. It's like, we're so caught up in his, in what he said. And granted, no, nobody's condoning what he said, but there's another, there's another topic there. There's mental health. Like, we all know this man lost his mom. We know that as a people, we, we, we take from our artists, but we don't, we're not really concerned with them when they're going through their thing. It's right. like, go away, go worry about your mom thing, come back with some music because that's what we want. This man never addressed it. Even in the Charlemagne thing, he was talking about therapy talks to people. When, and just on the topic of therapy, like you need to go to a trained professional to help you navigate through those things. When it's something as serious as losing the person that defined love for you, 
So we are, we're, and then we came down on it on top of it. That dude actually needs to be embraced by the community and be like, look, look, we're going to get you through this more so than anything else. He's not in his right place. That's why he's speaking left and right and what have you. But we're always caught up in the thing that's on the surface. So that, that video was basically his surface. If you care to look past me dancing, if you care to get past the rhythm and not get distracted, multitasking as we always do, right. there's some shit going on behind me that you might want to pay attention to. Right. right. And that's kind of that the statement you made like sums it up about be, it being a surface, right? The day the video came out, I got a text message from one of my group chats with my group my like my childhood friends. And the first person to speak on the video goes, "Yo, you seen this new childish video?" I was like, "Yo, the shit is groundbreaking." He was like, "Word, I think it was funny." I'm like, "Are you fucking shitting me?" Yeah. You think it's funny? And that's just to show how how distracted we are by what's on the surface and completely avoiding everything else that's like bubbling and like falling over and being destroyed in the background. Like, bro, something's got to change. Something's got to change. And I think that Childish was very brave in not only releasing that video and song during his Saturday Saturday Night Live um, like residency or whatever the situation was, but also at the same time, like most people don't know what happened behind the scenes. Like Pete Davidson went on record to say, yo, no one at Saturday Night Live knew that was coming. He literally uploaded it to the server mm. during a commercial break. And they said, they asked him what was the next skit. He pressed play. Wait, so they played that during, they played that. They played the, the actual video? uncut video during Saturday Night Live. Oh, okay, because I watched it after the fact. And they didn't I show watched, the video. Yeah, probably. they didn't show the video. Yeah, because they didn't know what to do and they couldn't cut it off at that point. He literally took, had a, he literally performed a coup. But do you, wow. you see how they, they tried, they censored it though? You said you watched it after the oh, fact. Yeah, because I was like, it. I'm thinking like, oh, now they that dropped it. Is right something after to really look at because I didn't know that. After the joint. I'm like, I went oh, to okay, Vivo cool. the next day. Saturday, Saturday nights, I mean, that's like my second night off at work. I'm usually crashing out and trying to catch up on sleep. So I completely missed it. Right. But now I went to Vivo and I looked at it. And now that you say that you watched the Saturday Night Live and it was censored off, what kind of shit is that? That's NBC, brother. That's America. That's, That's America. America. This, is America. this is America. They'll catch wow. you slipping, bro. Yeah. But he yeah. knew. He knew what that was. He knew. He knew. I mean, now, I'm not even giving you a second to think. No. But no. he. But but the thing is that the powers that be are are not in support of things that help us think past entertainment. The powers you know? that be are not in support of things that actually put us on a playing field where we add value. If it adds well, value, even, yeah. I mean that. But I'm saying it's very clear that the message in what he was saying was a wake up. You know, they look, look at the history. Let's look, at the, let's look at the history up. of entertainment, right? right? Remember years ago, they had to come down on channels for not putting subliminal messages in them, ads. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. it's always been a tool to keep us occupied. Yeah. So, or sleep. You, you're trying to, you trying to form, motherfucker? Like, that's what you, that's right. what you're trying to do? Nah, we're not, we're not here for that. That's it's, not, it's almost like, uh, it, it, this is, they don't want us controlling anything in the media that cre creates influence. You know, um, Tidal was cool until, all right, your streaming numbers are really doing its thing right now. Oh, they're you cooking have influence, the books. And then you're doing podcasts and people are having open opinion. So we're going to put a case on you and say your streaming numbers are not real. Jay-Z. And we're going to say that you're inadequate and we're going to try to call you the faulty one 
even though you got like Pandora, um, Spotify, Apple, and whoever, but we're gonna kick the one out that's the that is owned by the black guy because we just can't have that. Right. And you're paying the most to artists. Right. Like we live in a we live in a place where and I said this today. You could say five lines, but you can't say ten. Right. I said this today at, at brunch. Um, one of my favorite brunch, brunch parts in Harlem is called Boulevard Bistro. The brunch um, stop. Your brunch stop. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, so um, <laughs> me and my girl go in there often, and I know the chef. I know his wife. Uh, black-owned business. What? Yeah, <laughs> Come on, don't do me like that. Good, no, we ain't gonna take it. Go ahead, go ahead. Shine, 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 play, shine, shine right now. We went to brunch today, but the last time we went was like maybe a month ago, and we walked into the spot because it's the only one of the only spots in Harlem that has brunch after four. Um, We walk in, and which is like, bro, (laughs) yeah, brunch after four in Harlem is definitely brunch after four anywhere is unheard of, honestly. Yeah, Golden Goose. But um, we walk into the spot, and about seventy percent of the spot. 70% 70% of the people in the spot were white. Yo. And ugh. it was crazy because me and my girl sitting out talking at the brunch table. We get a we get a carafe of some spiked tea. And we're like, we're laughing, we're joking. We're being black about it. We're having a good time and we're loud. And that's fine because this is a safe space for us. A brownstone in the middle of Harlem owned by some black folks. Um, cook, chefing up some amazing like food. And a chef came over, we're laughing. And my girl lets out a laugh. I look over and the people on the table next to us they're just looking in disgust and that brought about a thought where it's like for what in america in america as a country they love our culture they love the music the style and the influence that our culture produces but they want to be null and void to the struggle that has birthed the culture and has and that what's associated with it so it's just like come the fuck on bro yeah so you want to silence us and uh, like pretty much Throw all of our struggle into the closet so no one actually can acknowledge it or speak up on it. But at the same time, you want to thrive off of what what comes from it. Shit is crazy. I I would have popped off. Uh, I'd be like, uh, end? Uh, Because I ride the Metro North and they are loud as fuck. They don't have... Yeah, yeah, they... Oh, 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 oh. I feel like, yo, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to get home. I had a long day at work. Shut the fuck up. He's sitting right next to you. And I see like... And I see that all the time. I remember going to... um, um, uh, where's where's Rihanna from? Be, uh, Barbados. Barbados. I went to Barbados. Mm-hmm. I remember we was asking. We we hired a, a a cab driver to drive us around for the whole duration of time. We're like, we're not gonna just request a man. People gonna hire you. And oh, you're a local. That. You're gonna do your thing. I remember that. He. <laughs> so we. <laughs> Rome got money, folks. Sure, 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 sure. Um. So <laughs> we we asked him like, where's the where's the place to go? Where's the restaurant where we need to go? He tells us over the spots. Our our Airbnb host tells us the spot. We get in there. This is in Barbados. We get to the spot. We walk in. Not a single black person in this thing. And I'm like, this is Barbados, yo. Like this is crazy. I was like, right. this is this is. But and that, and that happens a lot in here. And I, I was just talking to somebody the other day. I was like, I hate the fact that when I go to places, especially in Harlem, like we don't. I don't see us anymore. Right. And that shit is it's like discouraging. The only time we really but see is it, each is other is it racism or is it classism because ra- of the it's, money? It's gentrification, and it's like there's people because they they know they can go and do that. Like the the the, the bigger picture, the wider view of it, right? The bird's eye view of it is like they are literally eradicating the culture from the neighborhoods. Like people 
the reason why gentrification exists in Williamsburg, the reason why gentrification exists in Harlem, the reason why it's sweeping the South Bronx is because one, we're close to everything now because mass transit is actually working the way it should 80% of the time. We've been there though. Right. But But, it's money. Right. But we've been there and now they come into Harlem and they go, oh man, we just love this ethnic culture. Oh, let's go to Amy Ruth's. They make the most amazing macaroni and cheese casserole. And it's like, you want the culture, but you don't want the people that provide it. It's bullshit, bro. The, 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 gent- gentrification is a cancer fueled by um, privilege and money. That's what it is. It's 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 fueled by money and privilege. You come into a neighborhood, and like cancer, you spread. You know, I'm I'm in Washington Heights right now. One of the reasons I'm here is because no, I feel not. like where it's, you at. Washington Heights. This ain't Washington Heights. Inwood, Washington Heights. Dykeman. Dykeman. Okay, Dykeman. Dykeman. Yeah, exactly. La Marina's but up the block, But it's like one of the last stances that of the New York that I knew. Like, you can go to... When you used to go to Brooklyn, you went to Brooklyn. Right. Like, the beautiful thing about New York was that you can go to any neighborhood you wanted to, and it was, it was like traveling. Right. Like, you literally could go to any neighborhood, get a feel of the culture, the people that are there. But now people are like, oh, you want to move to Brooklyn? I'm like, for what? It's, it's no different than moving to Harlem at this point because right. everything is the same. They come in, they get the coffee shops, cool. Mm-hmm. You want to go to, to the local, you know, whatever, the hangout spots that we have, cool. Sidewalk but you, cafes. But you're, you're, you're pushing out the people that are there with no type of consideration for where they're going. The fact right. that you're being there, you're not actually respecting their culture. You're really just taking from it. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's hard to really embrace gentrification as anything that's good for that. I spoke to my mentor. My mentor is a guy named Chris White, who I came under, and I mentioned him specifically because he, at a young age, was 27, with like a Series 7, Series 63, finance guy that lost his job in 9-11. And now, um, one of my recent conversations with him, he lives in Bed-Stuy, owns his home, and as well as his mother is about to give him the other brownstone that he has nearby. And we talked about gentrification. He says the gentrification becomes a problem because there's a disrespect for the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Now, you come in with your money because you can afford to buy the, mo- the, the properties that are here. Because they're priced out everywhere right. else. But the cats that been on the corner of Kingston and Throop, own their home before the prices went up and you walk past them, you don't say good morning, you don't say hello, and then you call the police on them and that's been their stoop since the beginning of time. Back to... So it's lost. It's lost. The respect is lost. Now, they moved to Brooklyn because of... And he when he said this, I couldn't believe it. He said nobody was coming to Brooklyn. They all lived in Long Island. But when the towers got knocked yeah, down... Absolutely. Yep. Hold on. Everybody had to walk through Bed-Stuy mm-hmm. and then they saw it and was like yo yeah. all these cribs is boarded yep. up this is what's going on over yep. here wow. you mean I could live here mm-hmm. and be at 30 minutes from the city and that's when Brooklyn was shut down even bigger picture though even, big, even bigger picture but, more than just that when the towers went down and we hit the peak of that financial crisis where all the people that had million dollar homes in Long Island and on the Hamptons and all this other shit they were taking an hour and 30 minute commute on LIRR paying $300 a month for the fucking ticket. And they're like, yo. We could just take over Brooklyn. We could take over a fucking neighborhood. Hey, Johnny. Hey. uh, 
Opie, we're gonna grab we're gonna Opie. grab a bunch of our friends, oh, and we're gonna Opie. But, God, but, but, but that's, when you, that's when you get into the policy part, and we talked about this in the group chat. Carl could take his money as a Ferguson. I could take my money as a Monsanto, which you can't really tell my ethnicity. You could take your money as a Chia, which they can't really tell your authenticity or, or your ethnicity. But if we take all our money and pool it and put it behind Rome, like Shaw. We can't really tell, but once the black man walks in there, they're gonna find a way. Shawkowitz, uh, that's my right. Phone name. Right, Shawkowitz. But that's not really your name. Though. But if it's Shaw, or if your name was Jones or Williams, yeah. they're not even gonna look at the application. It's getting pushed to the side because guess what? I'm not sure what kind of element that's gonna bring into the neighborhood. When mind you, all four of us are upstanding citizens. We pay taxes, and if we pooled our money, we'd be able to do the same thing that they're doing. But they realize. Okay, you can't be racist on face value. That gets us nowhere. That's bad press. But we could deny all these applications and just make sure that yeah. we put everybody in the fucking corner. So the only people who exist in Brooklyn is Fort Green Projects. Yeah. And we'd love to tear that shit down too, by the way. But they definitely gentrified everywhere around Fort Green. Correct. Yeah, so but you walk through LIU them. and you walk through fucking um, the brownstones and the, the brightly lit blocks before you hit Fort Green Park. Mm. Nigga, they lit up Fort Green Park. Yeah, see, I but, used to walk through Fort Green Park and fit for my life. See, but what Pete's talking about is 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 spot on because I used to go to Brooklyn before the towers fell and they got displaced. Because once the towers fell, there were neighborhoods that you just couldn't go to because the you know the buildings came down. They were talking about asbestos in the neighborhood, so people actually got displaced and they were just like, "Where are we gonna go? Oh, let's go over here because rent's cheap. I mean." We'll eventually flood these neighborhoods. We won't even worry about the guys that are here. I mean, I remember the first time I saw. I mean, it, it was joke about the uh, the early settlers when I'm it comes to gentrification. I'm going to expand on that when he's done. Good. Yeah, the early settlers where you see that one person walking down the street and you're like, wait, like a gazelle just walking down right, <laughs> random right. street in Brooklyn. And you're like, are they lost? Like, what? Oh, they live here. And right. it was like that kept happening. It was one. It was two. And it was three. They literally came in, and they, I mean, they knew. And, and you know, nobody, we, when, when gentrification happens, we don't really say anything. We're like, all right, cool, you, you, you feeling brave, go ahead. But eventually, it started, they started coming for the apartments. They tell the next person, yo, you can get this apartment for half the price we're playing in Manhattan. They, oh, yeah, we can clean this neighborhood up. And it, it happens, but like you said, the disrespect where you came into some place that people were living and enjoying Spike the talked about it. Yeah. And uh, she's got to have it. Oh, yeah. remember Nigga. remember the times when we would be going home, going uptown? Right. We all did. 86th right. Street, you knew yeah, he was getting that. Oh, yeah, you knew. He was like, oh, I'm going to just stand next to him. Absolutely. Now you stand next to him. He's changing. not getting Bruh. off. Bruh. Bruh. Hell, man. Hell, man. I got off the four train before this white lady Bruh. in the fucking poodle. Bruh. I was Pelham. so confused. Pelham. Yo, that shifted. I was like, wait, oh, you really not going to get. Wow. Yo, bro, the white, the, the, the white train. <laughs> the one train. <laughs> the one The one train. I was getting off on 25th. They go to the last There was about 15 white people still going uptown. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, whoa. You wasn't guaranteed that seat. No, you weren't guaranteed that seat. It's a now, rat, um, nah. to, to expand on what he was saying, what troubles me is when a black person goes, well, y'all lived in Brooklyn and y'all have Brooklyn. Y'all lived in Harlem and y'all had Harlem. Y'all didn't do nothing with it. Trying to act as though all we want is Chinese food, McDonald's and liquor stores. Shut the fuck up. Right. You think we don't want um, to own Corner Social, to own all, all right. this stuff and to have the hood be popping? 
Right. So don't try to act like you was putting our paperwork through because you wasn't putting the paperwork yeah, through. You're not right? getting, you think, you're not because getting those. Because before all of that, we had businessmen. Even yeah, if right. they were selling yeah. dope, yeah. they was trying to put money in the hood. You wasn't letting it happen. Nah. Right. So cut that shit Facts. out. Yeah, you weren't, cut getting, that shit you out. weren't getting loans. Barbara Corcoran came up here, took everything over, and then resold that shit, and with, none of it was going to people brown. Yeah. Right. I mean, can we talk about can we talk about Columbia University? Oh. And their, and their, their whole. Realty division that owns most of Uptown on the bro, West Side, bro. and 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 I went to I went to this um to this spot the other day to to rent out. A, you know, there's no brownstone, there's no um warehouses up here, so Please. we don't have that. We talked so, about this in the group so, chat, folks. So I'm you know we needed to use a place to 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 shoot at, and they we're like, oh, this is an old parking garage. Hold I'm on, like, oh, I never even thought about shoot. We're all photographers. We're all photographers. No guns. So yeah, we, no, no guns. Yeah, no 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 <laughs> pop pop. Um so. I go down. It's it's an old parking garage that somebody had taken over, and I'm like, "Oh, this is this is crazy. This is a great idea. It's cool." Obvious. Obviously, turn around. Who's got the lease? Jewish dude. Very no cool. Diss. No diss. No diss. But he, he let the he let it all out, and so when I started speaking to him about it, and he's just like, "Oh yeah, no, I got I got um I got a, a grant from a Columbia initiative to enrich the neighborhood. Fifteen grand. But he knows about these grants." Columbia is going to give him the grants because the thing is that they want the neighborhoods that they have apartments and all of these things in, they want to charge more rent. So what they, the only way they can do that is to make sure businesses come in. So they're also squeezing the neighborhoods and deciding what gets added to it because they know they're going to make that money because they can jack up the, the rent as these things come in. Co- you know, like coffee shops, restaurants, they're, you know, the studio being there, knowing that creatives are coming up. They're like, yeah, we'll give you that money. So now this is the other part. We don't know about what's happening with that. Um, that yeah, that's actually fucking true. So I think to wrap it up, there's this is this is new documentary that's on Netflix called Explain. It's like a mini show, it's oh. like mini series. It's okay. called Explain. Right now, there's only three episodes. It's coming on um, every Wednesday. New episode. Right now, there's three episodes. Called they didn't let all all the episodes out. Nah, yeah, there's three right now. I just hmm. I just found Lies. this up. There's one called Monogamy. I'm talking about explaining monogamy. It's, and the episode's about like 18 minutes each. The next one is Designer DNA. But the third one, which ties into what we're talking about, is the racial wealth gap, and basically explains exactly what we're talking about and how we were so oppressed for so so long that for us to catch up, it would have to be something so catastrophic on the other end that we are we have we 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 catch up like that it's not gonna happen anytime fucking soon but it's this not, fucking, it's never this happened, shit right bro. here like explained it like perfectly and, and it was a story about cory booker he told a story how his father was trying to buy a home in new jersey and you know how they used to like red line um uh um these are red line places in mm-hmm. in different cities and shit like that basically saying like if it's red this would be a map if it's red this is where black people are so people were not, you know, shown it. If you were black and you were going to see places that's not in a red zone, they would say it's already, it's already, um, it's already, it's already, sold. It's already booked. Yeah. Right, right, right. So he said he basically set up a sting kind of like he went to a home. They said it was already sold. He got a white couple to come in and purchase it on his behalf. They purchase it. They get approved. They buy the house. The day they try to move in, Cory Booker's father came in. And he said that the fucking realtor was so pissed, he punched his father. They're fucking fighting, fighting, fighting. They was, he was that pressed to not have them in that neighborhood so the market value would go down, all that shit like that. He said, no. He took that fucking home, and he said he, stepped, he kept on buying homes after that shit. He said after that, he was good. Like, that's the way. Like, if you just get in there, that, wow. like, that shit changes the whole dynamic. You right, just have to right, be right, in right. there. A lot of us have not been, will not be in that situation 
for a while. A lot of us, like our parents, was not in that situation. Mm-hmm. If we was in that situation, we was in a good district, a good neighborhood, who knows what we could have done. And that's the thing about white people. White people don't know, like, that shit from back in the day, like all that slavery and all that fucking oppression. And, and, and like, that we shit. We are set back. Right. That's I a, still say that's to a, this that's day. That's a fucking. We're only a little over 50 years. Head start, like, from these white Ma- people. Malcolm and Martin. That right. shit was two seconds ago. Right. Bro. Like, that's what people don't understand. To like, talk about Malcolm crazy. and Martin, right? And this is what I said. Childish was brave as fuck with this video. And pretty much, huh? Um, you got two yeah, minutes. We could do both. Um, but uh, this is what I said. Childish was brave as fuck with that video, right? So uh, me and my girl are avid watchers of um, Dear White People, right? Um, I'm also just really pro-black in my film choices. I support black um, film rights, film writers. I support black directors. Um, so, um, she's got to have it. The original and a remake is something that's really high up on my list. I've, I've had conversations with Spike Lee personally and what a lot of people aren't aware of and messages that are in front of our, our eyes, like blatantly the first episode of dear white people, the main character is talking about how the American dream is, is a sham. And she says she has a line where she goes, well, hell, even Martin Luther King recanted on his I have a dream speech. Right. And not until not until like maybe this year or maybe a year or two before have they publicly released footage and notes and actual audio of this speech. Like less than seven days before Martin Luther King was assassinated, he had a speech that was um, to a group of people that was double the size of his I Have a Dream speech, where he openly said, my dream is now a nightmare. And he's like, the only way, like in this speech, he was really sounding a lot like Malcolm X. Which he's, was the issue. Right. He was like, um, the only way we're ever going to, we're ever going to be respected is if, they, if we force them to. They're not going to respect us. We are law-abiding citizens. Right. We work. We... We, we go to school. We, great, we gain our education. We're harassed in every single aspect of our attempts to be looked at as equal. And doing everything and, you're allowing us to do. Right. Everything you're allowing us to do, and you're stopping us from do the things, doing the things that we should be allowed to do. Right. right? We've, never, we've never received our reparations, but that's fine. What they're not realizing is that as a black people, the year that Malcolm, Mom, sorry, Martin Luther King died, he said it. He was like, as a people... African-Americans in the United States are buying power as well over $30 billion. And at that point, it was more than the fiscal budget for the entire country of Canada. And he says, you know what that means? If we take our money and we band together collectively and we say, yo, fuck that. We're not buying Wonder Bread. Fuck that. We're not buying Barrington Farms milk. Fuck that. We're not buying from, and the current day will be Ikea or from current day Starbucks until they learn to respect us and give us the opportunity as due, he says they will have no choice but to fucking listen. The man was assassinated less than seven days later. Yeah, the good the good Negro went bad. That the the the, the bunch was rotten. He, I mean, he was in their eyes. He was there as a as a north star to keep us in line. And then the minute that his ideals started to shift to, oh no, we need to take the respect that we need. That's when it was like, okay, we we can't allow him to to inform us because if we get unified, mm-hmm. that I mean, honestly, that's the only way that white power uh, succeeds is for us to be divided. Like with Facts. all the all the methods in which 
they divide us. I mean, subliminal. It's 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 rooted in the way that we move because it's in so many different forms. But if somebody who we look at as a voice were to get us to actually look for means to get together, that would actually impact them heavily because we are, as you said, our buying power. I mean, it it's speaks volumes. Increased. They're yeah, black yeah. millionaires these days. Oh right? no, absolutely, Yo, absolutely. That's a good point to like. Let's go way to let's segue to the next topic. Let's go into the Oakland situation, the barbecue. Let's talk about the barbecue situation. Oh, the, like, bar- the picnic police? Yeah, the picnic police. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the liar. The w- <laughs> Just a regular old liar. She was touching me. Yo, the crazy was shit body. was, I-, I love how she was being confronted by someone of the Caucasian Caucasian. Oh, yeah. Persuasion. That's the only reason that that went on that long. You knew somebody right. else would have would have tackled that woman for following her in the, in the first she place. She was like, what are you doing? They're not even touching you, though. Yeah. yeah. They're touching me. They're- I'm being pushed. Like... Yeah. First off, I would have went world star, slapped the phone out of hand, and be like, "Yo, what the <laughs> no. f are you doing right now?" Which would have been really like on point aggressive. Nah, you would have got arrested though, because that's what she's waiting Immediate, for. Yeah, she's waiting for that. She's waiting yeah. for that. Yeah, and, and, that, if, if, and like if it was a black person recording all yeah. that shit, yeah, nah. she would have started crying immediately. immediately. She wouldn't have waited two hours. She would have went and got the yeah. police herself. Oh, yeah. Shorty, Shorty followed her. She ran down the street. I was like, nah. Oh, yeah. We got to end this big up, shit. Big ups to her. Probably documenting the bullshit. Right. Props to her to go into. And, and you see the, even the cop's reaction because now he's dealing with two white women. Even the cop's reaction when she's like, I'm being harassed. He was just like, oh, man, could you just stand here? Like, he's like, I'm let, <laughs> like, let, let me let. First off, not the dramatics. Only, he's like, it's let, the end of my day. Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah, writing yeah. a report yeah, on this shit. Yeah. He's like, right. just, 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 I'm going to listen to this crap and then I'm going to come up. I mean, I'm going to listen to and then I'm going to like, he could see it in his face. He wasn't, he didn't believe her immediately. It's called not with the shits. Right. Yeah. But that's, <laughs> a, but again, like it, that's where we always talk about the, the part where white people don't want to have to take on that task. A white person has to be an assistant in, in the issues right. that we have. That's, true. Have that's why. And they I gotta, always it, said that. I was like, for us, for us to really overcome a lot of shit as, as whack as it sounds we really do need white people to fucking vouch for shit because we right. they don't believe us they don't on believe top they, of that, we think they think we crazy they could have ended up in gunshots because yeah. if, if, if somebody popped off and was like I got a chip on my shoulder I'm looking to kill I hate the n-word that much I'm looking to kill some niggas today anyway and just believed her and, and just came through sugar happy different outcome it's the same shit with the Starbucks Within Facts. Philly. Word. Yeah. If, like, dude, that if white they didn't person, react with a cool head. She said, yo, they weren't doing nothing in there. She came out. I was like, this fucking white person. This is what I'm talking about. Because right. if nobody said anything. If she ain't said first it, of, they would have been labeled run up some type of misfits. I know it's happening to you, Joe. But in the Bronx, right off top, they try to act like it's ginger. But they walk through with their hand on the holster like, hey, what's going on here? Like, why are you touching your gun? Yeah. This is your initial approach on me. I've never been pulled over or stopped by a police officer that did not at least caress the holster of his guns one his gun once. Uh, yeah, and that's crazy. Yeah, that 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 means that I'm just letting you know that I'm strapped. I mean, it's back to the slavery thing. I mean, the off the overseer was that like, right? Hey, you what know you do, what you doing? Shit. You right. want to go? You want to go deeper into it? I'll dive I mean, into I'll dive into hey. my knowledge in terms of social work, sociology, and all that other shit. Right? Let's go. Do it. Think about think about Harlem, right? Rome living in Harlem. We all pass through Harlem on a regular basis, and in the Bronx, right? East side. I was on 140th in Lenox yesterday. No, two days ago, and Cameron Block. They have those. They have those. What you call it? Those little cherry pickers with the police. 
with the police um oh the ghetto bird booth. yeah the yeah, yeah. it the ghetto oh, bird yeah. that that jump up into the sky yep. right in like educational terms or like pro- like proper terms that's called a panopticon and what a pan- <laughs> yes we're gonna get into it wow a panopticon wow, is a is a figure that's put into place to uh, restore and force order in the actual situation think about a prison right oh, yeah. in that's the middle a in the middle of the yard yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 right but in a watchtower the gun just, tower right in that same tower just like on the streets of harlem now and in the streets of the bronx those symbols sit up high yep. with tinted windows right and, light. and you can't yeah. tell if anybody is in that shit but you know what they expect there, niggas going to see this and niggas is going to behave yeah right it's fucked up I mean, it works because low key when shit be going down in Harlem, shit be going down. Like them lights will have a nigga be like, "Oh, I'm going back inside." Like yeah. type shit. It's true, but it, but it is a it is a, a way to keep motherfuckers in check. Like, very much like a jail. Yeah. So right? do, do, yeah. do you feel like the, the the bright lights in in any housing project, TAF, whatever, they are they effective? Yeah, that oh, shit yeah. don't it, yeah. it, shit don't be going down. Yeah. Well, they well they remember that they they've been they've been implementing. Um, the way for us to behave before, like prison is part of the chain. Right. So all of those, all of the things that they use to keep us in line, uh, whether the, 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 the policing and all of that, yeah, we're going to react to it the same way. The, 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 the projects were, were set up based on a jailing, a, a jail um, to keep us all in one space plan. Like right. it's, it was designed like a prison. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna give you this cheap rent, and you know you're not gonna have oh, yeah. a reason to leave. Oh yeah, but let me you ask you this: Section eighty, you paying yeah. two fifty, and they conditioned us for the way that that is set up. Right. You, I mean, the prison is is in the same family of it, the way that it's designed. Mm-hmm. So we're con- like it's a voluntary prison, right? So we're we're conditioned to 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 feel like that. I mean, even if you walk like okay, I didn't grow up in the projects, but if you didn't grow up in the projects and you walk through the projects, you f- there's a claustrophobic feeling walking through the hallways. Bruh. Like it just happens yeah. automatically. That fluorescent lighting, my everything. Go right now, this, this is my argument. This is my argument. Projects. I wanna, I wanna. I'm not walking through anybody projects. <laughs> I wanna challenge you. I wanna I've challenge you. Like, it used to be like Saint Nick, Wagner, <laughs> yeah, 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 all them yeah, yeah. shit. If it's I not mine, never, I'm not I walking through. Never walk through them shit. If it's nah. not your people's shit. Nah. First of all, I've got, I've got fucking robber for like going, like just being a niggas. Like, nah, I'm not doing that shit, bro. Nah, nah, nah. Just being on some regular shit, like in my school. Imagine going through. Nah, I'm good. Now here's my question for you, right? Around because Rome just said, Rome. Just say, yo, those bright lights, they keep niggas in check. Those watchtowers keep niggas in check. So here's a challenge. Which one do you think costs more? Having that watchtower developed and then dropped into the projects and having an officer go and raise it up every so often, then bring it down to turn on the lights or replacing those old ass halogen light bulbs that are orange and putting LED lights on the fucking lights, making sure the whole entire neighborhood is bright any fucking way. Yeah. I mean, are they still? Yeah, they ain't changed them. That's not. They have it. No, you see, you see those halogen light bulbs. You see those halogen light bulbs in Harlem. I mean, those those um LED light bulbs in Harlem now, where gentrification is swept through, and they want the streets to be bright. But if Listen. you really want to stop crime, you put a fucking bright light on everything. But it doesn't need to be he, in a prison ass way. He's on point. Yeah, he's on point. Because if niggas we, is really trying to save money and serve a community that's underserved, yeah. it's very simple you to go really in and fi- swap the fix- light bulbs up and place in an LED compartment. You don't even have to change the pole. Let's, let's, right, let's, but to them, it's not about yeah. this lighting. It's about seeing NYPD and just, just low key. There might not even be nobody in that shit. The, the, it's not the big white lights. 
give a sense of authority. To That's change the light bulbs in the right. projects, they can like, oh, we're just going to break these shits. Yeah. But not even, right, 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 right. On my block on Lex, like, there's one that's literally on, on 2-9th and Lex just shining all day, and there's one in Jackie Rob just shining all day, yeah. every day. Jackie Rob, been quiet. Yeah, Jackie, Jackie Rob gets crazy right, when he gets hot I'm outside. Saying, like, Jackie Rob, like, it's in the middle of, like, the little... The little area and it's there. Niggas be chilling there, but, but I mean, it's there all day in front of Lincoln. There all. You know why day. the light is really there though? Well, because uh -oh. surveillance cameras can see to see people's faces, right? right. And because of ISO. Right. So if the bright lights, we got light and the camera could see. Mm -hmm. That's really the real reason why the light now, is there. And it's also and it's also surveillance cameras it, are not good. In it low also light. was put in when when the gentr you know the early settlers. Uh, the uh, gentrifiers. The they, yeah, well, well, they, well, they, well, they come in. That's where they come it's in. They're like the colonizer. The colonizer. There you go. The colonizer. <laughs> colonizer. They listen. The the only thing they, want they to know that safe. that's they know that that thing is faux, but it's up there. To, hey, you can feel safe. There's a light on. It's a placebo. Yeah, you can right. you can start you can start moving in. Placebo. You can start moving in because we're gonna look out for you. You brave. We're gonna reward you. So now here's the thing, right? <laughs> you know? Here's the thing, right? Everybody has a. Nobody likes them, right? Nobody likes them. We no. do we do realize that in the most severe situations or in the most turbulent neighborhoods, they they serve a purpose to actually like lower vi lower violence mm -hmm. and like crimes and shit. But if you want people to stop treating us like criminals and stop like running down on us because they feel like they have the right, right? With all these bitch ass police officers that take the job and they're afraid so they're shooting people on first contact even when they're not assaulted. Somebody's got to make the difference, right? And it's obvious that the the people that are policing that we're paying our tax dollars to to police the neighborhoods are not trying to make the change. So as a people, we got to make the change. At what point do you realize, like, yo, all right, I'm not going to run up on Ray Ray and blow the fucking side of his brains out because the nigga owe me 20 cash. No, no, At least not in the hood. Yeah. I mean, you're right. But that's the thing, like hood niggas got hood mentalities, and that shit be lasting forever. Somebody got to, somebody got to help. Somebody got, but that shit lasts forever. We gotta help ourselves. See, motherfuckers be, they don't see past their product, they don't see past the hood. Nigga, I be coming back to my block, I be coming back to my hood, I be like, damn, niggas is still in the hood. Niggas ain't changed. And they still doing the same shit. But the thing is, if yo, and I've realized this recently, is that if you do not force people to change, or if you do not give people access to something that is better than what they're used to. They're gonna eventually fall into a state of comfortability and routine and the mundane and the basic. But this also goes back to this generational, this generational, like people are, we're so, that shit is ingrained in us so bad Facts. that they're used to that shit that it's like, they don't, they can't see. The word even you're looking for, the word you're looking for, is disenfranchisement. Yes. Bing, bing, bing. But even, even, the, even the part about Ray Ray running up on whoever, you know, the, the problem is that. Everyone looks at the the effect, or the I should say the the after effect. But nobody looks Re at the cause. But, rem but remember, you know how many like how many generations grew up in slavery? Do you understand that we weren't the ones being violent towards each other? Like right. the violence level that you saw being enslaved from slave masters, from owners. Now the average person probably didn't have to inflict that type of abuse to a, another human being. Yeah. Slave masters did, or whoever was running the field. We saw this. Like, this is a regular thing. Like, oh, yeah, he's getting whipped to the 10th to the of his life. 
violence, we react to violence because we were seeing violence. It becomes conditioned. We, we, it, we had to normalize it to, to make it through the day. It changes the entire scope of a human life. But do you know what actually, where, where black on black violence started? It started in the slavery days, right? right. And this is this is where oh, you yeah. get this is where you get the situation of but where people, though? But um, look at slave man. Um, slum, well, yeah, yeah, slave no overseers. Of course, of course, of black course. man putting this situation to watch over other black people, and he loses his fucking identity. Right. So that oh nigga's gonna beat that beat. nigga, and this is why niggas beat. bust each other's fucking beat. head anyway. But that's what beat I'm saying. About, yeah, but that's what I'm saying about about the 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 value of human life. When you reach a point where. You're seeing this so much. I mean, think about the fact that we talk about uh, as a man, your wife is ripped away from you, raped, beaten, mm-hmm. and you have no power to do anything about it. You have to watch this happening. I mean, mentally, you go crazy. You, yeah. have, to, you're, you have to change the way you view human life because you're watching your own kind get completely murdered in front of you. I, 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 the problem so is... It's, it's not... It's yeah, not but, you can't... It's Carl. harder to, it's hard, without without us actually addressing that, like when we go into the whole talk about mental health and all of that, the, the value of human life is completely different. The idea that Ray Ray owes you money, so I'm going to show Ray Ray, like, that sounds crazy to it's an bigger average than person. That. It's bigger it, than no, that. It's, yeah. it's bigger. It's the separation. We, I hate the, you know, the idea of it, but it's a real fact. It's a real definition. The porch nigga was usually the more fair-skinned black person who was allowed to stay on the porch and look upon the other, quote-unquote, niggas in the yard to make sure that they work. So they realized that, why don't I sit one in power, because I don't have to sit out here in the sun, and I could be completely divisive. It's the same thing when, and if we're going to take it to the hood, me and Rome... We doing whether it be legal or illegal. Instead of embracing this brother and saying, "Yo, you doing your thing? Let's put our money together." Nah, I see you got the Rafe. I gotta mm-hmm. go get the Bentley truck. I got a stone in me on my chain is bigger. And it's because our people have never had anything. Right. So when everyone goes, "Oh, you on welfare?" But you use your food stamps to buy crab legs and buy your kids Jordans. At that point, first off, the welfare is not really enough to be like, that's a real salary. So we tend to buy our kids whatever temporary relief. And I'm saying this as a shelter kid because my mom used to be like, yo, I know I don't got much, but I'm going to get you these Jordans because I know this is going to make you happy. Mm -hmm. That is not, and and they'll cast down. I find myself doing it. I'm on the subway coming from my job, my very well-paying job, and at 10 o'clock in the morning, I see a chick with three kids, their hair's not combed, but I know they got the latest sneakers on. And I almost want to like look down on her and go, why are you buying these Jordans? But at the same time, I know why she did it. And I know she's going to the welfare office to that face-to-face to try to keep that money going. But the whole disenfranchisement has us going against each other because there's been years, there's been more years of us going against each other because it was designed that way than us standing next to each other saying we could put our money together. This is why leaders like Jay-Z and and um, I'm drawing blanks, but like a Kevin Lyles or whatever, guys that got influence and got money can't really do what they're trying to do because they're watched. And if you're trying to put your money together to try to liberate these people, they'll kill you like Gaddafi, Absolutely. which is another story. But go ahead, Joe. Now... Back to both what you and what Carl was saying, like, 
going back to slavery and how mentality and behavior and ideology and things of that nature travel, not just in behavior, but also in DNA. During slavery, black people were looked at as three-fifths of a human. You got to think about that shit. So if we were looked at as three-fifths of a human and people that were raised as three-fifths of a human grew up raising their children as maybe three-fifths of a human and then slavery was abolished but we were still treated as three-fifths of a human then that shit stopped on the mainstream surface so now we're treated as four-fifths of a human black people as a whole have never really seen their true value it's a lot of people that act niggerish because they don't know any better. They get that shit from lines of year lineage, like years and years of people not behaving the right fucking way, right? Not to mention, white folks have always had this idea that they were better. But what makes you better? The hip-hop culture that you consume comes from us. The clothing and fashion that you sell comes from us. Prime example, Jim Jones, the coon that he is, He's wisening up. If you listen to some of the shit that he's been speaking about recently, he just spoke up on Supreme. Supreme from 2007, which was barely making enough to keep the fucking doors open until when Jim Jones and them niggas stepped in and started stop rocking the fucking box logos is now the biggest streetwear brand in the fucking world. Louis Vuitton collaborations. Right. But who owns it? We don't own that shit. White folk. But we it's could be a the French, face of it. It's a, well, I think a French-German motherfucker that runs around the city appropriating culture like none other. Right? And we put praise on that shit. We put praise on that shit. So It's fuck Supreme. Facts. I, I bought mean, a Supreme t-shirt the other day and was like, what the fuck did I just do? Yeah, yeah. I can't I can't get... I, 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 shit, shit's ridiculous. Well, the, the fall back into the thing about what we were saying about um, the need to feel more than the three-fifth mentality it's it's been our thing to to buy what is owned by white people to feel better you know that's why we want the the mercedes and the and the and the i mean a honda accord is is a perfectly fine automobile but but we want the mercedes because the mercedes makes us feel it's all about stunting it's it's all about it's it's all about that it's all that stunt mentality i've been off of that shit for so long but a lot of people aren't i keep it right a lot of people aren't if there's 10 people how do we get people on that shit though how do we get people to realize that yo if you go out and you spend three hundred dollars on mike amari jeans but you could have went to fucking uh, um american eagle and got a pair of jeans that will last you three four years they're not trying to hear seventy dollars if we put that bread up if we do not if we do not make mental health and um, valuing yourself a priority, none of that matters. Because the reason that we want that those things is because we're not whole inside. Because I when agree. you buy all of that stuff, I, I, you, I know people that can't leave their house without their jewelry. Like, gotta be the jewelry, gotta be the car. Like, if they walk down the street in some regular stuff, they feel like less of a person. Yeah. So that obviously is the armor that they need to protect what they feel inside. If we don't attack it from the inside, none of that's going to change. We're going to still buy the Supreme whatever because you need your uniform. That's can, that's can, why you feel whole. Can like, we dig deeper? And this is not a shot to you can, calling you out. Yeah. But I heard you mentioning the luxury car thing. Mm-hmm. You are absolutely the former owner of absolutely. not only a very small luxury car, a big absolutely. body sedan. Absolutely. And I, and I won't Seven say series. that you bought, it, absolutely. you bought it for, oh, I need people to see me. 
I think but that, you work hard like we did. Right. So can you dig deep <laughs> further into? I can. I can deep absolutely. For, um, and, and and make sure you tell them what kind of car you drove. I mean, well, so for one, okay. for one, BMWs is ingrained in Jamaican, in Jamaican culture, right? So, so it's like there's a there's a strain in there. It's there's a strain in there that's Jamaican. There's yeah. DNA in BMW. Yeah. 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 Got it. Got it. Got it. It's in the lineage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but um, no, I'll I'll be I'll be perfectly honest. You know, in 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 the last within the last eight years, I think I've I've gone more out of my way to learn more about um, black culture because. Um, and I had a conversation with someone else about this. Uh, coming, my, you know, I'm first generation here, so my parents are from Jamaica. Um, there's a there's a, there's a big difference between a black person in America who actually went through American slavery is different. I'm not saying there wasn't slavery everywhere, but like America was the Michael Jordan of slavery. Like, uh, like it really was hands though. down, it was. hands down. The British rule in Jamaica Listen, was not the no, same. No, no, no. They were looking. They were looking at Jamaican. They were looking at America like, want to be black. oh, y'all crazy. Like they were like, damn. Like we don't. Like, damn. Okay, cool. It was real. So it's a different thing here because they didn't. It wasn't just slavery. It was slavery, and then they re-engineered it into the system in a way that it's like, all right, cool. They were very smart in the way that they still implemented it right. in the everyday life. So they're like, you're free, but, but you can't move. Right. So, um, or you can't drink from this fountain. You right. You can't do this. Right. You can't do that. Yeah. Like, Your kids can't get the good books. Yeah, yeah. They found ways like, to free with the asterisks. Yeah. Like they found ways to print. extend it. So, yeah, very much so. I'm from. I was from that. That uh, that mentality because that's you know we grew up with I grew up on hip hop and that was part of I mean hip hop while it has a lot of benefits to us it also perpetuated some of those those things like you see the gold chains you see the thing like I I had a you know gold you know gold chain diamond out all of that I, I went through all of the phases subtle of all of of all of of all of the things that you feel that are supposed to do that but I also had them and I realized that they didn't do the things that you thought they did, you know. I I had the I had the chains and I had the, the the watches and all of that, and then found myself trying to figure out what all of that meant when a cop would pull me over and basically uh, rob me of my rights because I drove a certain down a, a certain street in Westchester, and not only did they pull me over, but they found a way to have me and my friends outside of the car illegally search the car, crowd forming, more squad cars are coming. It's there's a point where you realize that none of that actually adds to your value as a human being. Yeah. And I think that I started to break that down and really take a look at everything that I had purchased based on those same things. So yeah. Seven series. Great. Paid off. Yes, I worked hard for it. But I had to look at what part of that was was part it's of that worth thinking. anything, right? You know, like part of that thinking, like okay, cool, I work hard, but what? Why was it this car? Because right. I also had to make a statement, and I felt like I was making that statement to the police as well. And their response was, "No, we're gonna let you know that you're still a nigga. Right, we're gonna right. pull you over for whatever reason." I used to have to keep uh, my Verizon hard hat in the back of my car yeah. just so when I when they pull me over, it would change the tone because the tone initially when they would pull me over, you think you're a drug dealer? Yeah, like oh, what do you? Why do you have this car? How did you get this? How did you get the car? And then I would get the oh, you work for Verizon? Okay, cool. Well, we let you go. What have you? And so, when you get into that, and it, I've never been pulled over, mind you, I've had luxury cars. That car, hands down, I've never been pulled over more in my life. Yeah. 
So it was like I realized the more that I would get these things that I guess in their eyes was was um, kind of showing them up, mm-hmm. they were going to let me know even more. Like, no, 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 we're going to pull you over every minute. They don't e- like that shit. Every minute. Wait, you put a fitted on you today? Make you, messed you, you make more money than me? You make more money than me? You messed what? up. What? Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's like, it's it's it, it almost felt like it imprisoned me in a sense because it was like, I would feel the same way I'm telling you. I'd feel a way when I would leave with those things. Like, I would feel like I felt better about that. But they made sure to make you feel lesser. If you were walking around like, oh, you got money? You can afford this? No, we're going to let you know. So I had to look at, am I owning these things because of, yes, I work hard. I deserve them. But it's part of that also in that mind state that these things validates me. It makes me feel like I'm more of a, 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 I'm a, I'm in a better situation than the next person because I can afford them. So here's the question, right? Because Kanye said it's in a black man's soul to rock that gold. It's a Kanye line, right? Yeah. The question is, how do we, as influential people, not just in the entertainment space, but also in the black community, or just as young black men in general, how do we make a call to order for things to change? What can we do to put forth the right ideal ide- ideologies and um approaches to to changing this shit because it's gonna be hard to change bro. it's gonna be hard but you know why social what? media anything, it, it could have been good back having, in the day. social media is a bitch and everybody on there is about stunting yeah everybody. but anything worth having is, is gonna is gonna take some time it's gonna be difficult to get and the reason why fucking um net neutrality was even on the brink of being passed is because they realized that in the past, in the past, it's been used to actually, like, get us to hold one another back with the stunt and all the dumb shit. But if everybody wakes the fuck up, if Jay Z was more influential than what he is now, if this was Jay ten years ago speaking the shit that he's speaking now, and social media was available, minds would be changed, buying patterns would be changed, people's approaches would be changed. Yeah, I mean that's part of the reason that you know any any black well, person that's tried to own a network. Has gotten shut down. Anybody well, that can have a voice. This right. revolt let's, just laid off forty percent. I mean, let's let let's segue that yeah. since we're staying with the entertainment. How much of the football league is consists of black folks? I think you might have that statistic. Uh, I believe it's I believe it's seventy eight percent. Okay, so seventy eight percent is represented by minority, and we seem to have a problem with brother Colin Kaepernick. Now I know you have a personal tie to him. So we're going to let you lead the conversation on it um, because we've had some new developments um, with a couple of the NBA players, NBA, NFL players deciding that they're going to sit it out. Well, let's talk about what happened. Until, yes. What, what's the, what, what? Let's do the overview. Who's going to carry the overview? Are we going to put this all on call? Um, so go with it, Rome. Go with it, Rome. Go with it. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out the exact thing. But basically, uh, Roger Goodell and the NFL put – uh, a new rule out basically saying that that players will be fined if they are kneeling during the national anthem. Um, teams as well. Teams as well. And that if if um, you can, like, players can sit out if they – I'm trying to figure out the well, rule. Well, it's not – so the way that it's set up, and this is, this is, this is why they, they went about it the way, the, the fine actually goes to the team. Now, the reason that it goes to the team is because if they did the individual, then it leaves out – individuals along the line that aren't players so mm. if you're a water boy let's yeah. say and you decide you want to kneel 
I can't find you individually. Really, I can't. Right, right, right. Because um, the fine is supposed to go to the individual. So what they did is they say they find the team. So if somebody on the sideline is doing that that's not a player, no, no matter what, I'm finding the team. It's on the team's uh, end now to pass that on to the individual, which is why the Jets uh, owner said if anyone from the right, Jets is, right, fi- right, is, right. is fined, they're going to eat it, it. Right. because they're going to find the team, and that's their way of basically saying police your niggas. That's, that's what it is. Cause we're gonna find you, police your niggas, and that was the way. That was the, the the way that they thought about doing it because they know that they couldn't do it if they did it individually. One, they're gonna say, "Oh, it's an attack on the individual players." They're like, mm-hmm. "No, we just kind of want a universal guideline for the NFL, and we want to." It's it's bullshit, but that's that's essentially what they're trying to do is, uh, or they 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 put in place which goes against your your you know right to freedom of speech. You know, guess yeah. what? Guess what? The the fucking constitution doesn't apply to people with money. <laughs> the the rules don't fucking apply. And that's what the problem is, right? Because once again, there's a nigga showing his ability to influence and and we gonna show you niggas that your influence ain't worth shit. Matter of fact, oh <laughs> constitution's gonna protect you. Watch this. And the fucked up part is Colin Kaepernick lost his job for ooh. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick lost his job for um the the ability to speak freely. We got the Cavs game on. Excuse his ooh. I'm sorry. Right. Stop it's that. Stop focus. Shit out of focus. 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 Um, focus. But um Colin Kaepernick lost his job for the freedom of speech. And um it's just like nobody else is willing to make a sacrifice. They could they could do the NFL can do without one or two players of color. But if 50%, if 25% of the players of color in the NFL just said, "Nah, I'm with Cat." That would cripple shit. Give it 2 weeks. Give it 2 weeks. They would be singing a whole new fucking tune. You go have ahead, to also, you also have to look at the way the NFL is set up and I know that the the problem is that people look at the money that's given to an it's NFL a game player. Check. It's not per yeah. season. They don't give it all at once. Yeah. So um, you don't play, you're not getting your 130. Yeah. People like to see Fine. the money that's given to an NFL Keep player it. as this massive amount of money. Now, let's break the money down for a second here. Yes. Okay, you're given a couple million. I'm not coughing on a million. Getting a million, if you're smart, you can a couple million, you can do a lot with that. You can flip that shit. You are for essentially us. you are essentially breaking down someone's body. Okay, so you think about your body, the the amount of pressure put on an NBA or an NFL player's body in a let's say what they have an eight year maybe ten year run. Bro, I make a hundred k and I'm not trying to do nothing at work. No, right? No, you're not trying. Right? So, so you're 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 being okay. So I make five hundred k and I'm not trying to do nothing. At <laughs> okay, thanks, Rome. <laughs> but you think Where about think that? about the money that's paid to them over. Let's say okay, cool. You have an eight year run maybe in your career if you're lucky. Now, if you're not an all-star, you don't have money after that. You don't have uh, endorsement possibilities. You don't have anchor possibilities. So you really have to make all that money in that window. Now, for that couple million, now, essentially, you're not paying anybody any amount of money or okay with paying anybody any amount of money unless you're gaining a lot. So now, imagine the amount of money that the NFL is making. If they're okay with paying you this amount. It's like, Nike, it's like Nike giving LeBron 
a billion dollar contract it, essentially. If oh, they're yeah. willing to give you a billion Come for on. the lifetime and rights to your kid, right. then that means that they're making one hundred billion right. off of you. Right. So so let's let's nothing. let's step away from this money because I think I think the problem is that people see like, oh, you're being compensated for what's happening to you. You should shut up and take it. But if you're making them billions, that's not an excuse for you to shut up and play nigga. Okay, the this the way that the NFL is structured is one of the last structures that's set up like a plantation. What used to happen if I'm a slave owner and I have my slave that's uh, muscular and he, he could box, you as a slave owner could bring yours over to my plantation or I'll go to your plantation and we'd have them fight. I mean, we've seen in Django they did the little thing where they happened in yeah. the mansion that that the used stud to fights. happen. Stud fight. That's that used to happen. Yeah. But you but you were betting on that. Like my slave is stronger than your slave. There's no difference than me as the the the, the Dallas I have Cowboys. The niggas. Yeah, I mean, I they, the more powerful niggas. The guys that recruit these players, they talk about everything from their buttocks to the way that they snap a ball. Like they're looking at them like a thoroughbred horse. They are be- they're very much acquired mm, like a thoroughbred horse. Look at this they're, player. They're used like a thoroughbred horse, and they're discarded like a thoroughbred horse. So Yeah, because once those knees is bad, you're it's Terrell, a wrap. You, you are Terrell Davis. It's a wrap. Out of here. I mean, look at the remember remember the um the movie Will Smith was in that was talking about concussions and how much the NFL yeah. tried to squeeze that? Because they didn't yeah. want you to know how much damage was happening to these, these NFL players. players. CTE, yeah. Right. So like this is this is what it is. It's not really set up to it's not employees. Everybody's like, oh, these are just regular employees. And they're just, they're going to give them the money. So you should follow what they say because you're being paid well. No, you're breaking minority bodies, mostly. Right. So if you're breaking down minority the, the bodies. The white people are the quarterbacks and the kickers. Yeah, let's yeah, yeah. Just be oh, and rem- let's not you, even talk you, about how long it's taken for might, the quarterback to you be. You might get a tight end. Let's not talk about how long it's taken for a quarterback to be other than white. Because you have to lead the niggas. But you still, you still can't rough the passer. You still can't. No, no, you can't. But, don't but you, touch me. Don't touch don't me. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. But, like, you understand what I'm saying? So right. the structure has always been that white-owned, white quarterback, all you minorities are going to run around, get all the abuse, you're going to get our ball down the field. It was never intended to care about the masses of minorities they have there. So now we have a concern. Us as minorities... We're, we're being treated like less than humans. This is impacting in our neighborhoods that we come from. Yes, we made it out of the neighborhood. And it's very common for people to get drafted and forget about where they come from. Like, nah, I'm not from Inglewood anymore. Okay. Nah, I'm not from the Bronx well, can, anymore. Can, can, let me ask you a question. Can we expect, just to speak to what Joe was saying, and I know you, I want you to take this deeper because yeah. you're really connected to it. Can we expect these guys who may make five million and might get two hundred and fifty thousand per game. They gotta play that game to say I'm gonna give up a game check and sip and that's what I said. I hear what you're saying, Joe, but I can't count uh an Antonio Cromarty who has nineteen kids to 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 and that's not a real number but it's probably close to sit a game out for cap. But if now, you but if he blew his fucking knee out he gonna sit out forever. He would be sitting out, <laughs> He's still and that check. check, the check is not guaranteed yes, he is because they got met, they're, they're guaranteed, they're insured, bro. Bro, those that, checks are not guaranteed. guaranteed That's why niggas be in. If he blows his knees out, he still get. Yo, paid still insured because yeah, they have they have their it's own. Insured. Yes, it's, it's part okay, of. Okay, cool. Yeah. Now guess he ain't gonna play. But, guess what? Guess what? But, guess what? But the voluntary sit out. Guess what? Dudes are not gonna do that because they got families to take care of. Bro, you can't ask them to do two hundred fifty thousand dollars in a fucking week. Okay, okay, okay. No, 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 Joe. Let me. Okay, Joe. Let's be. No, no, no. Let's be. 
bro. let's be very real here, and I need you to, because so okay, so now go with that. That's the segue. Okay, so during the NBA lockout, I was I was I was able to be there for certain some of the meetings. I was the photographer that was hired. Now, here's a here's here's a deal. You can say that as an average individual, that money's a lot, right? To somebody who has trained and and. Um, most of these guys Built have trained life from, from seven shit. years old. You're like, I'm going to be shit. an athlete. This is yeah. all I'm going to do. What happens to them is that they, this is all that they know that they can earn from. So what happens is they get scared about jeopardizing that. Because it's not just like, I'm going to be fined a little bit of money. They change their livelihood the minute they get that check. It's not like they live in our neighborhoods. You're going into a neighborhood that doesn't want you there. You're you're spending money on a mansion that you couldn't afford before. Your expenses exceed anything that we're gonna come across. So now when you say, All right, we're gonna we're gonna find you this, or you're not gonna make this money, that's not like a regular Con Ed bill. You yeah. have a mansion with how many damn rooms? Like people have leaned on you. Your entire family's now you it's you decided people, you're gonna take mad, your family on. You stop making the Yo, money, that's mad. Y'all come live like with me. I'm taking care of all of you. So it's never a thing about like you're talking about reality of that money. That dollar and cent that we're talking about, you lose scope of that. When Let me you ask you a question. Yeah. Outside of all of the black superstars in the NFL, how many niggas, when I say niggas, I mean niggas because they're not taking a stance or standing up for something real. With the ER? How many black people in the NFL today can be cut before the fucking season starts and whatever's remaining in their contract is gone? I right, agree, so, I agree no, 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 with no, no, you. No, no, no. So not not only are you not standing for something as a person, but you're not standing for something culturally. Yeah. For all for a check that's not even promised. I think you're I think you're expecting way too much. I'm from, not expecting way too much. Or, or you don't any, even have education, think, my do, guy. Like, they, you like, had this, to go through college to get into the You think they did the work, fam? Are you kidding yeah, me? How many people got pushed through? Like if you if you if you snapping that ball and hey, listen, Bruh. there's no nah. way they're keeping you back. Nah. No yeah. way they're keeping you back. Trust me, it's not and it's and You see documentaries on a you. Yeah. Nobody went to class. Yeah. Ray Lewis? And can we he talk about orgies every day? Can we talk about all the can we talk about all the pro players that after they're done are like almost close to homeless? They like have they don't no even know how to budget their money at all. So like let's let's not because let's not again, sit here and pretend that we're talking about people that are in a position that know what to do with their finances can actually see a way to turn their brand into something after they leave the I NFL. I still don't think that's an adequate excuse. No, but I but what you're saying, okay, here's the thing. You're, you're asking guys that are no longer in their the reality that we're talking about, they're no longer in it. They've been they've been um courted since college. Courted. Like, what do you need? They always had the bad joints. What do you where, need? They where, always had chains. They had boosters. Saying. Go here's ahead. That's what I'm saying. You telling them to make a sacrifice no, for the greater good. What I'm telling niggas to they, do is nothing wake is promised. up, bro. What I'm doing, what I'm saying is wake up. Wake because, up and what? No, because here's here's the real deal about it, bro. Yeah, they can if, all sit out and then shut crush the league. Then yes. what? Then, then what? what? Because that's what they're concerned about. Then where's what? our money coming from? Because now I'm an NFL player. So they're going to get rid of everybody? They, they, don't, know. No they, they don't know that. They don't want to take that risk. I, I, they don't want to take think, that risk. I think the rule with them staying in the locker room, and that's I was talking to, to Antoine. Hold on, hold on. You let think, me finish. You think the NBA goes on if all the black people sit down? My guy. Why do you think the NBA respect these niggas like this? The okay. NBA is because they know about lockouts. 
Whoa, because the lockout fam. happened. Why though? Fam. Because niggas stood for something. Fam. Right. Whether but it was you, a check but, or but was a break, it, it didn't happen fam. overnight. It didn't happen fam. overnight. Well, hold up. And after the Call. lockout, after the lockout happened, you, but no, no, after the lockout happened, here's some extra what information. What did they do? The they NFL, went back to work though. Yeah, but the NFL, the NFL saw that, and guess what the NFL did? Put an they, arbitration they on put, it. They no, put the NFL went and they adjusted their contracts immediately. They stripped the power that the, the NBA had. They stripped that. They had situations with the union that they sat down with. And the NFL union was like, oh, now you don't need to worry about that. And forfeited some of those rights. Mm. So understand that they can't do the same thing that the NBA did. They because the, the other league want. watched that. All the leagues were watching that shit. They were like, what? wait, wait. They just, they walked out? Like, wait, what? Our money slowed down? I, I, the, the, the rule, and I was talking to uh, Danielle's husband, Antoine, mm. and... He's like, yo, the league is trash. I said, not for nothing. I said, I actually like this. And you'll see it. And I'm sure Cap talked about it with you. The If you say to me that the teams get to stay in the locker room, when they sing that national anthem and the only thing left on that sideline is two quarterbacks and a kicker, the product is going to look like trash. So for me, you don't want to give up that game check. They need to get that solidarity in there and go everybody black. Every game when they sing in the national anthem, don't no be on solid. But also, real shit, yeah, like that is, shit is like even if they sit down, that's that shit literally is nothing because at the end of the day, they still win. They it's still like yeah, win. you you do this, but they're gonna still get the same money. The NFL is gonna get the same money, oh, yeah. and it the is players gonna get yeah. paid too. Yo, and remember, back, like, can, we, can, we talk, can we talk? Can really we talk really about? Can we talk about the national? Can we talk about the national anthem in the first place? Wait, back to the show said about Martin Luther King and when they went and had that nigga assassinated. When it, can we saying, hold on? Sorry, can we talk about? Can we talk about the fact that the national that anthem was not being aired before the game? Up to I, I'm trying to remember how many years ago. This is a recent, it was recent. It was, like it was 20 a recent years ago. development. And why was that? Because the government said, and it's the most marketed country in the world. We need more patriotic uh, uh, Americans. We need more people um, enlisting in the draft. In, I mean, uh, in the army. So they paid the NFL. To, to to put the national anthem on. That's why it wasn't an issue before. And even down to, like, let's just say in school. When when I was in school and, and a kid didn't want to like, do the, the Pledge of Allegiance or whatever, they just sat out. It was fine. Religious right. reasons, whatever. I it was never shit. an issue. They just talked about Tim Tebow today. He he kneeled for the abortion thing. He was praised as an American hero. When the fuck did he do that? This was... This was oh, no, no. He can't do no kneeling. He, 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 he ain't no going to take our shit, nigga. 2000. No, 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 no. You ain't going to gentrify this no, shit, no, no, nigga. No, 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 no. This before. Gentrifying the kneel? No, he just... Do a fucking handstand. You ain't going to... Nah, don't do no fucking No, no, this is before. This is before. Then now everybody going to be pulling up there. I'm kneeling for this. I'm kneeling for that. Nah. NFL quarterback Tim Tebow knelt in protest of abortion during the National Anthem in 2012. So this is before it, was it. Way before. but but oh, was... when when he did it, right. this it was, was not the uproar at all, and he's and he was celebrated as a Christian, as a Christian, right, right, which right. I mean, I mean, Cap is is out of his 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 love for human beings is like I can't I'm at half mass in in respect for the lives that are being lost. That's all it was. No different. But abortion, because, you know, Christians are like, oh, yeah, we can rally behind that. Abortion's crazy. Yeah. We're like, what? So it wasn't the same issue. And he knelt, too. It wasn't disrespecting the flag. That never came up as an issue. You know, but now it's like, not only are you kneeling, but you got this afro. 
You want to uh, you want to act out how black you really are? Like this is what you want to do? Uh, yeah. No, 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 Negro. You said, and we let you be a quarterback. We let you. Like that's a different level of nah. And he was doing it, and nobody was saying anything before. Mm-hmm. Somebody decided that day to so make it an issue. To make it an issue. There's nothing disrespectful. It's not like he he was trying to make it aware to anybody else. It was a peaceful protest. Protest is. It's your own personal thing as a human being, right. especially as a citizen of America, America, to protest anywhere you feel because you don't feel right. Look, it's going on. You feel a way about it. Take a knee. He's not. That, it's taking a knee. It's not like flipping the flipping the flag off. It's like I'm gonna respect you these know, lives that people, are being that are being people, they, you know they take shit to the extreme. But you know what? Right. Let's look at that. Right. Colin Kaepernick kneeling is looked at as an offense to American culture. And the fucking flag and everything else, the troops and all that other shit. But is it really? Like, well, like, what is it offending? Like, oh. think about make America great again. Think yeah. about make America great again, and all the hatred that that has actually brought to the surface, and um, how people have been reacted to it, how much crime has been responsible for, how much like targeting of black people has been responsible for. Yeah, and nothing is being said about that at all. In fact, we've taken that stance of "Make America Great Again" and hatred being spewed a- across the plains to hundreds and thousands of people as a good sign, and we've actually elected this motherfucker into into the office, the highest office. Okay, hold on. Who's of, we? I, I didn't. I didn't who's we? we? First no, of all, we I need. Don't know anybody. We, if, we if could anybody, dive into manipulation of people's minds through uh, Facebook and Russia. Ain't nobody voted that motherfucker in, bro. Mm-mm. Let's just be honest, okay? <laughs> not we. I ain't vote for it. Not yeah, us yeah. in particular, yeah. but we. I don't think anybody wanted him to be the fucking president. White Somebody women. we didn't did. want Bush White twice, women. and the Fox nigga, called it for him nigga twice. Won, the nigga won the electoral. Somebody wanted him. Listen, man. Listen, if you who are the? If, if we talked about think... this on podcast before. Who's the electoral votes? Nobody can even identify who these people are. The people with more money. It's two hundred and seventy people that just like yo. The people. I'm gonna hold this down. There are people with more money than we can fucking dream of. More influence, something. They ain't influence. They ain't influencing shit. This is America. If you don't think that that system isn't set up with a backdoor exit for whenever they need the the election to go where it needs to go, he's a Manchurian candidate. Wow, straight like all that. day, all day. Yeah, Russian he is on. the Manchurian candidate, yeah. and yeah. I think we've all seen that movie, and yeah. it was quite disturbing. Quite, quite, quite. 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 Quite, <laughs> quite disturbing or quite disturbing. Oh, Whichever way you want to spin it. Bruh. Bruh, bruh, bruh. Have we uh, read this into the ground? Man, that was um, that was a very triggering um, episode. Like, that shit was, this is, this is, this if is you, America though. Like, it's, it's out of control. Yo, fact of the matter is, if you listen to this shit and you were upset about the subject matter and it made you feel something, right? If you, if you could relate with the, with the negative feelings that we have, then we did our fucking job. Mm-hmm. The, because fact of the matter is life ain't easy in America as a black person and it's only getting harder um, sometimes we make it harder for ourselves but um, it's time it's, it's a new day you know what I mean it's, I mean shit like push a T even making good music these days it's a new day that's a new ep- episode different, different episode speaking yeah. of episodes um, catch the next episode after this one we're gonna be dropping episodes back to back like Drake um, back, back to back. back. The next and topics we have: the menu, 
We're going to be tackling Kim K versus Chase Smith, a.k.a. Rhymefest, Kanye's mental state as a whole, and then we'll go right into hip-hop, Drake versus Pusha T. Oh. Mm-hmm. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Is, there, is there another one? No, we're going to do three. We're going to stick with three at a time. We got another episode right after that. Yeah. You want to do another one? We're going to do a third one. The oh, third one. We, are, we, we, are, we, are, we out doing Drake? That's what we do. We're out doing Drake. What? We're doing three episodes. Back to back to back. Episode three is going to be uh, a dash of the Me Too movement. With Morgan Freeman in parentheses. The voice of God, actually. Interracial dating Facts. with uh, Donald Glover and Meghan Markle in parentheses. And a topic that you ladies all know and love. Do black men really know what natural is? And why do we like thotty pictures and put them in our group chats? <laughs> bing, 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 bing. So signing off for this first episode, we have... African as Joe. Awimboe. <laughs> we have Harlem, aka by Coastal Rome. Regular ass Pete, aka Turbo Thought Perspective. Wagwan, Mr. Lair. <laughs> BX Carl. <laughs> you see me? You see me? <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this. Well, We're coming right back. Sugar. <laughs> We're coming right back with another one in five, four, three, two.